Hi guys. Well, Joe Smith, who's on with me next, he's absolutely a repeat visitor on our show for so many wonderful reasons because he's dialed into the market. He follows it really close. It's not just about interest rates, but about bonds, the stocks, the whole nine yards. And he's going to share with us what interest rates are doing now, which for some of you, you may not want to hear, but you need to. Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, help and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Rains of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. If you have any questions and are watching us live on our Facebook page, you can comment and we will do our best to answer while we are live on the show, so do not be shy. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Rains. Hey, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV. And this week we have Joe Smith with us from Epic Mortgage. Welcome, Joe. Oh, Rebecca, it's always good to be here. Always good to be here. The one, the only Joe Smith. I know we were teasing before we started the show about how common of a name that is. Apparently, Joe Smith does not feel like it's that common. I, I am the only Joseph Smith that I know. Okay, so I, that's, and, that's and how true. many do you know? Um, I don't know any others uh-huh. personally. You know one. <laughs> See, we all know one. And most of, most of my friends who know one, it's me. It's him. So yeah, I could I, be the only one. You probably aren't. Yeah. But that said, <laughs> he is on our show today, talking to us about nothing else than borrowing money, loaning money, giving money to buy houses, and before we start talking about this week, because when I walked in this morning. Joe's head was hanging a little low, and I'm going to share with you guys why that is. But before I do, if you guys need to get a hold of Joe after today's show, I want you to check him out on his website, myepicloan.com. Joe Smith, his personal cell phone's on there, and all of his information, he has been doing mortgages for a really long time. When we say really long time, we're talking a couple decades now, right, Oh, Joe? you say it like that. It makes it so long. <laughs> I know. It does sound so terribly long. But if you like what Joe has to say, and he's a pretty cool guy, he's one of my preferred lenders and sponsors of the show, you can go straight to his website and get your free mortgage rate quote. When we say free mortgage rate quote, what do we mean? What do they have to do to get a free quote? So you? a free quote really just entails, obviously, we like to do a, a full pre-qualification where we pull credit, et cetera. However, if someone's just kicking tires a little bit, they want to say, what are, what are the predominant rates right now? Tell me what you're... Insert every single disclaimer here. Okay. But if you tell me what you think your credit score is and what you think you're trying to do, I can tell you what I think your rate will be. Okay. So when they click the button on there, does that just take them to some place where they can get an appointment with you? or Sure. It... You can do all those things. It's going to okay. ask for information. It's going to it's going to ask for the pertinent information that I would need to give you something in the ballpark. Do you, so you don't necessarily need to pull a credit report just to quote somebody a rate? Not necessarily, but but honestly... that It helps. It, it helps because it's way more solid when I have more information. 
I know a lot of times people come to me already pre-qualified, say by Chase or mm. Wells Fargo or some of the other big banks. They and do I, loans, and yeah. I, yeah, I, I know they do loans. They do. But I'm trying to segue into the current market conditions, which I have found as a listing agent myself that a lot of times if I have multiple offers and I have a couple offers from Joe Smith from Epic Mortgage and then I have a couple from maybe Wells Fargo or Chase with the 1-800 number, I'm probably going to prefer to work with somebody who has got a lender that I can actually call and get a hold of. We find that a lot. The We've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. So we couple have... Decades. Oh, so <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. It was all... It was all one color back when I started. Back then? Yeah. Okay. But we have a lot of great relationships in the Valley. And because of that, they've seen our name a a couple times before. And we've done deals with a lot of great agents. And generally speaking, when they see us, they know that that deal is going to close. And that's very important. You know, as a listing agent, you know, a deal is only good if it closes. It's only as good as the lender, in my opinion, because if the lender doesn't get the docs, like I get through the beginning process of home inspection, and um, then once we get through that, I pass basically pass baton on to Joe, and I'm like, okay, order the appraisal and get us the loan docs. And then the rest of it you're running with, and if you don't get the loan docs there, which never happens with you, I'm sure, but when a lender doesn't get their loan docs there... It can be a pretty bad day for everybody involved. You can make a good, re- you can make a good experience go really bad mm-hmm. if the lending falls short. So if you have a great property and you you this is the one you want, and it is a disaster to try and get your loan closed. You can't find your loan officer. He's in a queue, and they you have to go to seventeen different people to talk to to find out an answer. By the time you're looking to close. It's not quite as exciting as it was. It's not. And in today's marketplace, we just don't have the time to afford to spend not being able to get a hold of the lender. I know when I'm offering um, for clients who are doing multiple offer situations and it's somewhat of a bidding war to have a lender like you who can pick up the phone and call and basically speak on behalf of the client about how good the process is going to be. That's huge when it comes to multiple offer situations. But you did mention one thing before we started, and we have to address it. So we are in the last week of February, Joe. Mm. And last week when I saw you at our mastermind meeting, you said, you know what? You just need to stick with rates are volatile right now. Yes. What were the rates 10 days ago? So that's been my stance for 20 years that the rates are volatile. (laughs) And what does that mean? Right. What does that mean? So that means that they're forever changing. Uh I can tell you that they change pretty much every morning. Absolutely. Every morning they change. And then also sometimes in the middle of the day, depending on what the market is doing. When I say market... You're talking stock market. I'm saying stock market and I'm saying bond market. Mm -hmm. What those two things are doing, they will influence our rates. And sometimes in the middle of the day, we'll get a little surprise that... the rates have gone up or or sometimes the rates have come down. And in some days, this happens multiple times. That's not our favorite. So I would say 10 days ago, we were kind of coasting along. Things were good. Everything was, was standard. But if you've seen a chart lately of what the bond market looks like, 
it's not what we wanted to see. Now, if you had told me that, I would have gotten a chart for us to look at of the bond market mm. for today's discussion. Yes. And apparently you don't want to share that because it's kind of it's scary volatile. looking. <laughs> it's volatile. It's volatile. <laughs> we don't want to scare anybody no, with volatileness. It's, it's, it's looks like a, it looks like a mountain. <laughs> that's, not the, that's not the chart that so we want to look at. So bonds are going up. And as a, re, as a in correlation to that, we're seeing rates tick up for the first time probably in a year and a half. Um, maybe. So... We'll see how it all shakes out, but it's probably been a solid year of kind of steady declining, in, in declining, not 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 pressured to move forward and up. However, the last week has given us pressure to move up, and they have gone up. So, do you happen? I know you follow the market very closely. Obviously, your your livelihood depends on it because you're constantly locking rates in for your mm-hmm. current buyers that, that are in hand. There's lots of buyers out there trying to get a house so that they can lock because yep. you can't lock until you find the house. True. So, when I asked you where we were ten days ago on average, would you say at three percent or below? So, we were below three percent. We were somewhere in the two and a half, depending on everything else. Insert disclaimers: two and a half to. 2.75 was kind of a range. Okay. We, we maybe bobbed in, in between that okay. for, for a while, for okay. a long time, maybe six, seven months. Okay. So we bobbed around under in the twos. Everything started twos. with the twos. So is this week, are we looking at everything in the threes? We're, we're probably by the end of today, we're in the threes. So we're in the low threes or high threes? Like how quick is low threes? Low threes. So maybe like so three ish, like flat three, but the. I'm not really worried about that. I'm worried about the speed that it took to get there. Okay. So we jumped 0.25 in rate. In a week. In a week to three. And that's a substantial move for our market, for any market. To move that much in a week is a big move. Usually you'll move a little bit. You'll come back a little bit. You'll move up a little bit more, and then you'll come back. But this one has just been a straight march. Okay. So, Joe, that said, off camera, now we're going to take a commercial oh. break here in a couple minutes. So I'm going to like leave some good stuff for after the break because I want you guys to some come meat back. meat on the bone. Yes, we got to leave some meat on the bone. The stats have been staggering. Oh. Staggering yeah. as far as buyers and buyer demand versus sellers and homes available to purchase. So the hearing that the rates are on the tick up could get some buyers really, really anxious to making offers on homes. And there's so few of them in comparison to where we were before. So I want to look at this chart that I pulled up from Cromford this morning. And this shows where we're at today with stats, where we were at last month, last quarter, last year, and two years ago. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you so you start thinking, Joe, where we were at with our rates this time last year and where we were at with our rates this time two years ago, because I do believe that a big part of where our market has gone has been because our rates have been so low. Totally helpful, of course. Totally helpful. Because now people can all of a sudden afford a three hundred thousand dollar house that maybe two years ago they were only qualifying for maybe a two twenty five or two fifty because two years ago Let's 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 do this. Two years ago, two twenty one of nineteen, we had nineteen thousand active listings on the market. Okay, so that's we thought thir- that was low. By we, the way, we did think then. that was low. Yeah. By the way, I actually mm-hmm. went back three years because you asked me a question the other day, and I was trying to find the chart to represent the answer. So two years ago today, let's rewind to nineteen nine or I'm sorry, two thousand nineteen. 
Two years ago today, Joe, what do you think the rates were? Two years ago, I'm going to guess they were 3.75-ish. No. Weren't we closer to 5%? Maybe around there, but I'm cheaper. (laughs) My rates are always better, Rebecca. Okay, I know your rates are always better, but I do remember sitting at lunch with you during the holidays right before this happened, and we were thinking we might see 6 during 2019. We were totally wrong because it was just where the economy was going, all the direction for everything. We were kind of concerned. So I bet if you went back and researched it, you might see it was higher than three and three it quarters. It was de- definitely higher. Definitely it was, higher. It was substantially higher, for sure. Substantially higher. So two years ago today, we had 19,000 houses for sale. One year ago today, we had 11,250. Last quarter, we're just talking three months ago, we were down to 82, which was concerning a quarter ago. Okay, so let's fast forward to today. It says we have 4,675 houses for sale today, compared to just two years ago where we had almost four times as much. That's but, crazy. But it gets worse. And I say that because I made this point the other day in our mastermind group. When I actually look at Maricopa County, Pinal County, and I look at just single family detached homes, instead of 4,600, we actually only have 3,300 houses as of today. Only 3,300. And and here's what... And we, we have 5 million people who live to, here. To, right, exactly. To put it into ratio... Maricopa County is the second largest county in the country to Los Angeles County. Mm-hmm. So for us to have that fraction of an amount of property for sale is mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. Okay, so you want to add another layer to this? And I know um, for first-time home buyers, most of which are shopping under $400,000 price point, when I took the same numbers, I looked at Maricopa and Pinal, and I included Pinal just because a lot of people have to go out to Queen Creek or Casa Grande to find a house these days. So I included I included those two counties. 400 and under, we only have 1,190 houses for sale. Man. Under For, for a first-time homebuyer in a county that has about 5 million people, I don't know how many million are actually looking to buy a house, we only have 1,100. I think 4 million are looking to buy a house. That's how it, what it feels. feels like. yeah. yeah, it feels like I just sent out to my database uh, last week an image with toilet paper. I'm like, this kind of feels like it did last <laughs> spring when you're looking for toilet paper. That's what it feels like shopping for a house today. Yeah. So I do think, I know Joe doesn't agree with me, but I do think having the rates inch up a little bit might make things a little bit easier for the buyers if there's less competition out there. Um, some of the sellers who've been holding out, perhaps they're going to be afraid that maybe they've hit the max on their pricing and they don't want to miss the boat on selling at, at the maximum they can. Hopefully we'll see some more sellers hit the market. So I brought up this chart because Joe asked me the other day and he kind of stumped me. And you know what? I think I'm going to take a commercial break because I don't get stumped often. But when I do get stumped, we're going to have to talk about this. That's so a good come, one. It's a good one. So come back after break. It'll only take a minute. And uh, I'll show you guys what got me stumped last week. Hi, my name is Rob Sell. I'm with Sell Home Inspections. Been doing home inspections in the Valley for about 20 years. I do a variety of home inspections from new builds, resale, commercial, multifamily units, fourplexes, duplexes, and even on up from there. I can be reached at 602-908-7355. Again, 602-908-7355. Thank you, and I appreciate it, and I look forward to hearing from you.
Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century already. I want to say that experience truly matters, so when you're looking for your realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. However, my experience doesn't matter nearly as much as my clients' experience. I dare you to Google me. You'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Lawyer's Title is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest group of title insurance underwriters, Lawyer's Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask a realtor or loan officer today about using Lawyer's Title on your next real estate transaction. Lawyer's Title is a member of the Fidelity National Financial Family. Okay, we're back from the break. Thank you guys for sticking around. I want to come back to the stats because what stumped me was Joe asked me a question uh, last week because when I was sharing the numbers about what's actually available, he's like, well, what was available three years ago? So I couldn't go back because Cromford usually just goes back two years pretty simple. I'm going to show you some stats real quick, but I did find a three-year chart to compare to. To, to, make, to make this make sense, I want you guys to see something. Two years ago, we had 3.2 months of inventory. Today, we have a half a month of inventory. So when we are truly in a supply and demand of equality, we should have four or five months of inventory. So even two years ago, we really weren't in a buyer's market. We weren't in a seller's market. But if we were going to be in any market, we were a little bit more biased to the sellers. And that can be proven here with the Cromford Market Index. Two years ago, we were at a market index of 125. And then we jumped within one year to last year this time to 225, which I have to tell you, right after February for March through May, it jumped down to like more normal ratios. What What is normal? 100? 100 should 100 be an equal buyer and seller. So it should be 100, but we've never seen it at 100 in Arizona. So even two years ago, when the rates were probably upwards closer in the fours somewhere, we were showing a 125. And then a year ago, when the rates hit closer to the threes, we were at a 225. Thank you, Joe. He's my Vanna. We're all pointing to the bottom of this. Uh, then what happened was COVID hit. Things got scary for a couple months. And then the market went bonkers. So bonkers that between now and this time last year, we have an appreciation of over 20%. And today's Cromford Index, instead of being at 100, we're at 504. So it's five times the, in the, the seller's favor. This, in the seller's favor. Yeah. So for every That's one listing, crazy. there's five buyers. Okay. That's the average across all of Maricopa County, Pinal County, all the counties. That's the average. We have five buyers for every one house. 
So now I'm scrolling down. So Joe stumped me last week, and he's like, well, okay, so you're telling me there's 3,000 houses. Take that into context. What does that actually mean? So when I look at the Cromford Index, and I told you two years ago, we were almost buyer-seller normal. We had three months of inventory. Life is pretty good. Somebody wanted to buy a house. They could wait a couple days to probably go see it, and it'd probably still be there. They could sleep on it. They could sleep on it. And guess what? If a house for my seller was on the market for maybe three weeks, we weren't in panic mode. Because three weeks on the market was pretty still new. That was okay. Okay, so fast forward. I pulled a chart from 2018. So I went back three years. And I compared it to 2021. So Fry, I need you to zoom in on this chart here for me. Two years ago, I'm sorry, three years ago in Chandler was the number one city. It had the most demand in all of the county. Everybody wanted to live in Chandler. 225. Three years ago. Today, Chandler ranks number three. It had dropped in the last, like, I don't know, two weeks behind Avondale and Gilbert, but we're at 697. Oh, my God. So that means for every listing that hits Chandler, there's seven buyers for every one listing. So the crazy part of that, we're, we're talking not just the beautiful house that's in the cul-de-sac no. that's beautiful. We're talking everything. We're talking the house that backs to the main road. That With has power lines power that lines backs to the new high school and the crazy field. neighbor. Oh, the cra- right. yeah, the whole thing. So the average across everything was 500. Currently in Avondale, that's almost double. Avondale, and that's because they have all the farmland, they have all the new build construction. A lot of people are going out there. It's so also affordable. A little more affordable. It's a little bit more affordable. So Avondale has moved up the chart from number six from three years ago to currently number one. And just last month it was at 700. Today it's 980. So everybody is rushing out to Avondale to try to buy houses because that's where they're finding affordable houses. Probably the majority of mine that are under 400, we're going to see a high propensity of them over in Avondale. Yeah. But right behind it's Gilbert and Chandler, and their average sales prices are hitting more in the six and 700 range. And you know what? Gilbert and Chandler are just a desirable place to be. Right? It is. So, so you, you will pay more to live in a desirable place. Well, and the reality is, is when buyers are looking at good resale, they want to go where the demand is, right? And so that just kind of furthers the whole conundrum of not enough homes for all the buyers that want to live in Chandler and Gilbert. Truly, what happened with Chandler, and this is why a couple, three years ago, it was ranking number one, is in the last few years, you know this, Joe, you live in Chandler, I do too, and we both have kids in the Unified School District. Chandler having the number one um, school district in the state of Arizona did put it on the map, and it's certainly grown exponentially. So that said, this chart I think is really interesting. It's the top 17 cities in the county rankings. And when I say county, they're talking Maricopa and Pinal, so basically in the valley, the top 17 cities, where they ranked three years ago versus where they're ranking today. So enough said. This is where Joe and I are going to agree, have to agree to disagree. I actually think the upward pricing and push on interest rates is not a bad thing. It's never a great thing, but it's not a bad thing when this is so out of whack. What else can happen to help make it more level? Eventually, the the, the, the price will go up high enough that people will not buy. You think that's it? That's 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 what will happen. Eventually, somebody will not want to pay that price for that property. They'll go to another part of the valley and pay a lesser price for that number. So, because the issue, I don't see the stopping of the growth of coming to the valley. Mm -mm. And as long as we have 
too many people and not enough houses, I think we're out of whack. And that's where I'm thinking, gosh, you know, if, if rates go up just a hair, maybe, maybe my sellers that have been sitting on the fence because they're trying to go out on the top, you know, timing the market and selling at the peak. I'm hoping this might spur some of them to get off the fence, put their house on the market, and maybe run out and buy that next house before rates go up any higher. To your point, I would say that the rates going up, let's say they're going to, let's say they continue to go up and eventually people, people buy payments, right? So they ask, what is the payment for that house? And can I afford that payment? Therefore, can I afford that house? Mm -hmm. And at some point, they're not going to be willing to pay $3,300 a month for that house, which eventually we're starting to see those payments tick up in the, in the past we'd look at california and we would say we would look at ratios and we would see such a substantial part of people's income being spent on their housing because that's how it rolled in california mm -hmm. we never had that problem out here because your average price for a house was three hundred thousand. but now average. we have all these folks from california moving here but now six hundred thousand seems like a like an okay number it is and so people, it's okay as long as you're in the twos and and <laughs> right and people are willing to pay six hundred thousand for that house so long as their payment is at an affordable range for them but when that payment gets out of line for that six hundred thousand dollar house then you're going to see you're going to see things change a little bit and, and definitely a slowdown so Again, I don't know what looking at these stats of a slowdown is that bad. We can absorb a slowdown. We we, have, we could use a slowdown. We, we, yeah, a slowdown for us would be sending that a little Cromfort bit of a vacation. 900 number to like 400. Oh, I, I would be, be thrilled. If that was the high number. Yeah. Or even 200 like uh, like three years ago. That would be wonderful. And I am totally good with that. Yeah. Like I, I know on one hand, I borrow money. I want money cheap just like everybody else does. But in the last few years, things have gotten so chaotic that I have sellers who don't want to sell because they're afraid of going entering the marketplace. But I don't know if they're going to be more afraid that they can't replace or buy or downsize or get bigger if they wait much longer because if rates keep going up, that could be a problem. So I actually see this upward tick as a good thing. Now, I might be crying in a few months if yeah, they keep going. We'll see. <laughs> I do say that now because... Talk to me when they're seven. Well, they're not going to be seven oh, anytime let's, let's soon. Hold, let's no, stop it. No, 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 no. Now, I do know a lot of people were holding out until after the election because they wanted to see who was going to be in, in leading in the country, and that would make a big decision as to whether or not they were getting off the fence or not. I didn't see a whole bunch of people rushing to go do anything right as soon as it was finally determined who was our president. Did that really even have any impact? Like, where do you think... What do you think is happening today to shift the bonds going up that is making money more expensive? I So here's what I believe, and this is what the... The, you'll probably read about also that the stimulus package coming forward, the economic numbers that are being put out uh, in spite of the pandemic, mm -hmm. it does appear We're that, still in a pandemic? Well, yes, that's happening. Oh. So in spite of those things and, and all the money being thrown into um, the economy by the government with the packages... That it's going to it's it's going to cause the interest rates to go up because they don't need that stimulus anymore. They don't need interest rates being down is ultimately a stimulus for people to spend that money somehow. So the fact that we don't need that stimulus, that's creating a little upward move. Now, fast forward a year and a half and we find out that 
maybe that stimulus was false and those numbers are not quite accurate, which could happen, then we might see a dip back down in the interest rates because we'll need that form of stimulus to get the to get the economy back in line. So, so they may very well be doing a little bit of this, this, this is what now, it sounds like, just to kind of test the market and see what's tolerable. We're, we're, we're seeing in the market that we're feeling like things are going to start opening up again. We're going to see some more economic progress. We're going to see people spending money now, vacations, whatever, as hopefully the pandemic winds down, whatever, mm-hmm. what, whatever that means, if it's a year, whatever. There's, there's more um, excitement for what's going to happen than there has been for a year. So the excitement of maybe this is all almost over and let's go out and spend some money is, is making money more is, expensive. Is creating a, a stronger economy mm-hmm. as people spend this money, which now we don't need this the lower interest rates. So you said something a couple minutes ago. I want to piggyback on to or go back to. You mentioned a payment of thirty three hundred being too expensive. It's all about affordability. So I do completely agree with you in the sentiment that people buy payments. They when they tell me, look, I don't want to spend over 400, it might not be because they can't qualify above 400. Maybe they qualify to six, but they just know what they feel comfortable with monthly. So if you're starting to see payments hitting into the threes, that does take me back to 2005, because I do remember in prices, because prices might have been lower than they were today, but the rates were way higher than they are today. And people were signing loan documents for four and $5,000 a month all day long, even though they did not have a prayer to actually pay it. They were speculative right. buyers during right. that time period. They had no intention of paying it back. We saw a lot of 80-20s, a lot of 80-15-5s, you know, crazy stuff like that. So let's fast forward to today. What is considered affordable and what's not? Because I am seeing, I feel like as long as the payments are between two and 2,500, majority of my buyers are pretty good with that. Because based off of what they can get for a house with 2000 to 2500 they get more than what they get in rent because the rents have gone up so much. But so are you saying, Joe, that if we hit a place where maybe the average payment's 3000 or above, then we could really be hitting some hard times? I, I can tell you, and most of the buyers that we work with, uh-huh. we do speak about payment overall first. Mm-hmm. What is the payment that you feel comfortable? Not what can you afford, because I'm not going to tell you what you can afford. That's a very personal question. Sure. But you're going to tell me where you're comfortable, and then we'll align that number with where you're comfortable. And then you can make a decision if you want to go up 100 or down 100 or how it looks based off of what you're seeing in the market. You've, maybe you find the right house and you go, you know what? For an extra 200 a month, I would love to live in that house. And, and you, it's and, worth it. And it's worth it to me. And I'll make that business decision mm-hmm. to do that. But the it's super personal. I don't know. Everybody has different finances. I can tell you the Fannie Mae rule is they like to see around 32% of your gross income being used as your mortgage payment. As your mortgage payment, right, on the high side. But we we go higher. There's some people who who have Uber or they do us. They have a side hustle and they make some extra money right there. So so those numbers don't really account. Or they have a roommate or they mm-hmm. have a, a partner or whomever who's sharing the burden with them. And you know that they're fine. Doesn't come into their finances. So there isn't really a number that you would say like a range that seems like everybody can pretty much afford. And once we hit this. Price for payments probably going to have a lot less people being able to afford. I would say the number, the indicator for that is the average rent 
per month in the valley. Which is hitting 2000 So, So I would say 2000 is your number because mm-hmm. if you can rent it for less, then that's what becomes attractive to you that, well, if I can rent that for 1500 why am I going to buy it for 2000 Okay. That's, that's so where we need people to stay, go. So we need to stay ahead of the rental market. If we can keep ahead of the of the rentals. Well, rentals are really expensive Rentals right now. are really expensive because all these investors mm-hmm. are starting to sell their property and they're taking their profits. And there's less rentals out there for all these people who want to live here. And who who is buying who's buying a $600,000 rental property? Not too Nobody. many people. So no. so that market is kind of drying up a little mm-hmm. bit, which is driving the price. But we also have move-up buyers at the same time. We have the first-time people. They have a small family. They're a growing family. They, they bought their first house six years ago, seven years ago, and now they're ready to move up. So a lot of conversations we have is, why don't you just rent that? You're going to take $600 a month in cash flow. Mm-hmm. And even though your new mortgage payment, let's go back to the $3,000 number. Might be three, but... It might be three, but I got $600 here extra. So now it's really 24 So now you get to live in the house that you want, and you get to keep the rental property with some cash flow, and you kind of stay vested in this incredible market. I love that Joe said that because I'm actually one of those realtors that would talk herself out of a livelihood. I have been telling anybody who mm-hmm. listens, when they call me and they have a house to sell and they want to buy, if they can afford to keep it, I've been telling them to keep it. Right. But not every house is a perfect rental, so it just does depend on the house. But most of my clients, as long as we're using a property manager, I'm all for and support them being landlords if they can afford it and they're comfortable with it. Unfortunately, like I have one gentleman right now that he should have sold his house probably a long time ago. He chose to rent it instead and in taking he didn't take my advice. I don't do property management, but I, you know, do refer people out. And he managed it himself. And then COVID hit and his tenants crying COVID, even though his tenant never held down a job really well before. He just felt sorry for him. And now he can't get him out and he's not paying. So there, there, I know there is a little scare currently for people maybe keeping homes because they, they, some of my clients have mentioned like, but what if I end up with one of those? Sure. I do believe we're at the tail end of COVID. And you know, once some of those grace periods go away, I think what did Lindsay tell us last week that um, they did extend it to through March 31st, right? Isn't that what she was saying? I don't remember what the exact terms were. Yeah, we're not property managers. Lindsay Baker, Lindsay Baker. Lindsay Baker is a wonderful property manager, and I'll have to go back to Lindsay and refer you guys out if you need a property manager. But yeah, it's tough right now out there for both people looking for rentals and for... um, And for to buy. To buy. You can't find a house, period. But Lindsay's advice. I asked her last week, if you're a renter and you want to buy, but maybe today you can't afford to buy, I've had a lot of FHA down payment assistance. I'm telling them that you're going to have to wait and save some money. Um, if they're renting, she's even telling me a property manager herself, the best place to look is actually on Zillow. And, I, you know, I have a Zillow account. I work with Zillow constantly. I, I'm a fan of Zillow's. But she was saying that was the best place to find a rental right now because at least Zillow's picking up all the rentals across everywhere. And um, Yeah, you have, to, you have to know people. We have a lot of buyers right now, amazingly enough, who are buying the house that they live. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so so they no longer have to go into the market, so to say, to go find the house. They're just buying from their landlord. They're buying from their landlord. The landlord wants to get out and wants to make his money, and the buyer's like, oh, I don't want to move, so perfect. I'll just buy it. Well, I haven't had very many of those, so good luck to you on mm. those ones, Joe. We are running out of time today. I did want to talk about a cash advantage 
um, program, but we're going to have to save that until next time, Joe. It's okay. This is a good one. If we should, we don't have two more hours? Two more hours, no. We do <sighs> not have two more hours. It's called a cash competitive edge, but I am looking into something that Berkshire Hathaway is offering that's close to that. And if it works, then we'll be talking about that program instead. I'm always looking for ways to help my clients get into houses, thinking outside the box. And with partners like Joe, it makes it really easy to take care of our clients. So you guys been out there looking, please don't get discouraged because timing is everything. And it's all about who you know. Isn't that true, That's Joe? That's a relationship business. It's a relationship business. And luckily, Joe and I know a lot of people. So if you guys are looking for a good new home or any help with real estate, um, resale or rentals or purchasing and getting loans, you know who to call. Either Joe Smith with Epic Mortgage or give me a call. Rebecca Rains over at Berkshire Hathaway. Have a great day, guys. Okay, guys, hope you enjoyed the show. At the end of the day, whether rates are going up or going down, you need a refinance or purchase, you know who to get a hold of. It's Joe Smith over at Epic Mortgage. And the way you can get a hold of him best is just calling him on his cell phone at 602-741-4121. Or you can hop to his website at myepicloan.com. Last but not least, just email him, joe, J-O-E, at myepicloan.com. Hope you guys enjoyed the show today. I know I did. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Otherwise, we'll have another show for you again right here next Monday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. Hey, hey, I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation every single day, every, every single day.